back to Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. Now the summer holidays have arrived, so we've got some exciting activities perfect for that long break. Anna Louise is feeding some very cheeky meerkats, and Meg is rummaging through her recycling bin to create a foam maker that you can make at home. Plus, we've got events from all across the country. My infection every Activity Quest episode starts with a presenter doing something awesome. Today, Anna Louise, who hosts the club at the weekend on Fun Kids, is at Jimmy's Farm and Wildlife Park, just outside of Ipswich. Jimmy's Farm is celebrating its 20-year anniversary, and it's a working farm with pigs, sheep, cattle and goats to feed. There's a farm shop, a restaurant with a gift shop, and also a wildlife park with camels, zebras, monkeys, lemurs and loads more to explore. So let's go behind the scenes to find out about the meerkats and a little bit more. up the track at Jimmy's farm I get to go behind the scenes and become a zookeeper for the day at dinner time with the meerkats. So we're now heading into the meerkat enclosure you can hear the little meerkats scurrying away at the door. Um, they also share this enclosure with Solcata tortoises so I have to open the door very carefully because sometimes there's a tortoise in front of the door which there is not. We're now going to um, feed our lovely mob of meerkats in here today. Um, we've got some nice chicken for them to eat today. Um, our mob of meerkats is 13 strong. It's is that the technical term, Tom? Yeah, the technical term for a group of meerkats is a mob. Um, the mob is the most important thing about a meerkat's life. Um, if you're not part of a mob of meerkats, you won't survive. Um, out in the Kalahari Desert, it's very, very tough to survive on your own. So if you work as a team, you've got a much better chance of survival. Uh, the mob of meerkats will look after all the babies together as a team. Um, if one of them is sick or injured, the other meerkats will bring it back food because they know when the mob is at its highest number, um, they are at their very best. So if the mob is nice and large, the meerkats are very, very successful. Um, they're very territorial. Um, meerkats will find an area of the Kalahari Desert that's got a good supply of food and water. And when they've found that, they will make sure that they keep it. Um, meerkats will fight with other mobs of meerkats to uh, make sure they keep their territories. Um, so much so that meerkats will actually fight with other mobs of meerkats to the death. Um, in the Kalahari Desert, they'd eat lots of things that other animals might consider dangerous. Um, so a meerkat at a young age will learn that a scorpion is a tasty snack if you bite the tail off. Mm, um, they're making like little purring noises almost, Tom. Yeah, the meerkats, when they're excited, so they've got some dinner here at the moment, they will constantly chat and let the other meerkats know what's going on. A bit like me then? Yeah. Are um, they very clever, very... Oh, tricksters. Yes. They're good tricksters. We give them lots of enrichment. We give we, enrichment is toys and games for our animals to do. They've also got a very deep sand bed. We'll come in here with a shovel and bury food so they have to dig it up. Um, we'll give them ice blocks full of little bits of food that they'll have to chip away at and um, get in. If you were here at the paddock today, you'd think it looked a bit strange because inside the paddock is lots of brown fur and this is all of the fur that's come off our camels. So we use other... Um, animals fur to um, enrich the meerkats they find different smells and scents really interesting so if somebody ever at Christmas time gets a naff um, aftershave that they don't like we bring it in here and spray it over some stuff and the meerkats absolutely love rubbing themselves all over it we've got meerkats currently here trying to pull apart Anna's paperwork they're trying to I've got my clipboard because I'm being very organized today and the meerkats have decided to run off with my little clipboard and all of my notes and my pen and I'm trying to keep it 
trying to keep it with me. We've got meerkats running underneath my legs, sitting on my lap, pulling at my jumper. One just licked my leg, Tom. What does that mean in meerkat? So one of the things in the Kalahari Desert that's really hard to find is salt. Um, as a human being, um, when it's a hot day like today, it's about 28, 29 degrees today. Us human beings, we sweat and then we give out a bit of salt. Um, because it's such a hard resource to find, if a meerkat can find something like salt on your leg in your sweat, they'll happily just lick it off and go, oh, thanks for that cheeky freebie. Um, and then that meerkat's got its salt that normally in the wild it'd find it really hard to find. Oh, they're having a really good argy-bargy <laughs> over the last bit of chicken now. They're having a fight. That mob you were talking about. Yeah, they are a this mob. This is where they get they their squabble. name from. They're all they, wrestling. When they're they find a good pulling bit. food off of each other. Yeah, they're almost like a bunch of mini sharks when they're really getting involved. So when they stand on their legs and make that call, that's a meerkat alarm noise. But their eyesight is so good, they'll see birds of prey that are really, really high that we can't even see. So meerkats look after each other. They make sure that if there's any threats around they give an alarm call and then they'll run back into their burrows which they live in tonight time to get away from those predators um, there's lots of different birds of prey out in the kalahari desert like verox eagles and things like that that would see a meerkat as a tasty snack so they have to make sure that nothing comes along and takes them out of the mob and when they come up to me tom and they're sniffing around my ankles they're licking my legs they're sitting on my lap what are they thinking about me they're trying to figure out what you are they're trying to see if you've got food in your pocket they're trying to see if you're a threat to them they're trying to see if you're a friend um their life is built on being inquisitive so if you're inquisitive in the kalahari desert you might find some food it's amazing because when we see them on the wildlife programs usually when they're scouting around standing on their back legs their little eyes sparkling they look so cute they almost look like little pets but when they're feasting on their dinner in front of me now they've got these mean grizzly faces it almost looks like they're scowling and they're curling their lips oh yeah don't be tricked boys and girls to thinking that these meerkats would make a nice pet to have at home um they would be absolutely dreadful they've got very sharp claws they'd rip up all your carpet and one of the other things that they've got that's a bit off-putting is they have very very strong smelly urine that they use to mark their territory um mostly also it's very very strong because they don't want to waste any water in the kalahari desert so when they do their wheeze it's very very concentrated so um if a meerkat comes in your house and does a wee on your sofa um your house is going to smell for a very very long time and you're better off coming to a wildlife park or a zoo um, to come look at the lovely meerkats because they really really don't make a good pet well i've had an absolutely incredible time if you want to meet the meerkats yourself and all of the other animals at jimmy's farm just head over to jimmysfarm.com for all the info and tickets all right thanks Anne louise those meerkats sounded very hungry indeed now whatever you do and whatever you get up to we'd love to know tell us at funkidslive.com slash activity quest and remember to rate review and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it Plus, you can find loads of summer inspiration by listening back to previous episodes of Activity Quest, such as Top 10 Free Things to Do in London, Homemade Crystals, World War II Recipes, and What Going to Mermaid School is Like. All right then, let's find out what's going on across the country. Yes, step into a fairy tale town with Zed Arts in Manchester. In this interactive experience, go through the woods to discover a world of giants, palaces, gingerbread houses, and treasure caves. Trip trap over a bridge, but watch out for the troll. Join in the palace disco with the musicians of Bremen. Sit in a giant's footprint, visit the market, and help Jack win some magic beans. And much more. Find out more at z-arts.org. Next up, imagine a city where children are in charge. 
Well, you can, as you step into Mini Brum. Birmingham Science Museum think tanks have created their very own mini city where children rule the roost. This exciting child-sized world features recognisable landmarks such as the Birmingham Canals, Selfridges and the Old Joe Clock Tower at the University of Birmingham. You can build dens, find hidden animals and even fix a car engine. Children and their grown-ups can head to birminghammuseums.org.uk for more info. Finally, do you want to get out and about in nature? The Bramley Hedge Wooden Sculpture Trail located at Abberton Reservoir in Colchester is the perfect place for families to explore. Test your map reading skills and find Wilfred and his fellow Bramley Hedge mice, including Primrose, Lord Woodmouse and Lady Woodmouse. Take part in wildlife quizzes as you go around the trail and learn about mice, where they live and what they eat. Scurry along to essexwt.org.uk for more information. We've had some really lovely weather the last few weeks, which just kind of makes me want to get outside. Uh, Meg, are you going to be making foam using a plastic bottle? That's right, Bex. I'm going through my recycling today to make a contraption, which when you blow into it, creates a snake of foam. Brilliant. So you can have your own foam party right in your back garden. Okay, let's find out how it's done. snake maker most of the things you need for this craft you will already have in your home you'll need an empty clean plastic bottle scissors an elastic band or hair bobble a flannel face cloth or even an old sock just remember that you need it to be clean because you don't want any smelly socks in this activity some bubble mixture and water which i'll tell you how to make at home too and if you'd like you can use some food coloring to make your foam different colors The first thing that you need to do is find a clean, empty plastic bottle and basically however wide the plastic bottle is, is how wide your bubble snake is going to be. I've got an old water bottle, it's about 500 millilitres. Now you need an adult for this and you want to cut off the bottom of the bottle so that you have a kind of circle because that's where the bubbles are going to come out. So you cut the bottom off the plastic bottle. Okay, once you've cut the bottom off your plastic bottle, then you want to cover the end of the bottle with a piece of fabric. I'm using a old washcloth. You could use an old sock. And you wanna basically cut your washcloth into a circle. If you're using a sock, then you don't need to do any cutting for this bit. And then you put it over the bottom of the bottle and I'm just securing it with a hair bobble or you could use an elastic band. So this is the bit that you're going to dip into the bubble mixture. And I've done this before and a flannel works really well. It doesn't need to be a new one, just use an old one. All about recycling. You're also going to need to make your own bubble mixture. So for the bubble mixture, it's really easy to make. You need washing up liquid, water, and something called glycerin, which you can find in the baking section at a supermarket. So mix three tablespoons of washing up liquid with 250 ml of water, plus one tablespoon of glycerin. This mixture works really well if you can leave it overnight to settle before you use it. And once you've done that, place your bubble mix into a shallow bowl or a plate and you want to dip your homemade bubble maker in the bubble liquid. 
Now if you want to make a rainbow coloured foam, then add some food colouring to the end of your fabric on your bubble maker. And then once you've dipped it in the liquid, all you need to do is you take the top off your bubble maker and then you blow into the bottle top where you normally drink from and just blow. And I have so much foam coming out of my bubble maker. There is absolutely loads of it. It's really fun to see if you can try and make the foam snake as long as possible by blowing really, really slowly to produce the biggest, longest foam bubble snakes. Now, obviously do this outside or you're gonna end up with loads of foam in the house and I don't think your parents will be very happy. You can make loads of different colored foam, you can make plain foam and have your own foam party. Try using a smaller plastic bottle or a bigger plastic bottle and see if your foam snakes can be different types. It is so much fun. Visit Jimmy's Farm or make my own foam maker. Farm versus foam. Uh, anyway, I'm Bex and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to Fun Kids on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids. Have a great week. See you next time. Oh, 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 o